This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are ecstatic for you guys to be with us today because this is our one year celebration episode. All right. Can you believe it? I can't. It's hard to believe that it's been an entire year in some ways, but also in other ways, it, it really does feel like it's been a year. Or more. Yeah. COVID, I tell you. Yeah. I mean, for you, you know, not being able to travel, it's been a... I did some. Well, you, you know. did some, but it's been a very different year than you were expecting. You know, Africa didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, but we are we are having a celebration today. We've got a big board of food Ooh, that yes. we're going to eat on, you know, kind of reminiscent of the beginnings of our podcast tastings. And then we have, we are celebrating with champagne. Yes. Today. So, Dad, why don't you tell us what things you added to the board and what your champagne is? I didn't add too much, but my champagne is Moet and Chandon Nectar Imperial Rosé. I think it's like Nectar of the Gods. (laughs) Yeah, you love that one. And then my food is really just like surf and turf. Because what I have is lamb chops, they're like the T-bone type, and then lobster. Oh, yeah. You you may not put a lot of things on the board, but you put some good stuff out there. Right. And then this week, I am doing the H. Gotabri, I think is how you pronounce it, or Gotabri, Special Club 2006 Champagne. Oh, my goodness. Grand Cru Champagne. So, I am, I'm very excited about this. You must have snuck back somebody's back room, Josh. Oh, you know, if you know where to go, you can find you can find a lot of things. I've I've had my eye on this bottle for probably actually probably about a year now and i think this is a great it was a great reason to buy it and it really was actually pretty reasonable price so cheers josh well let me tell tell what's on the board first oh oh, 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 oh. yeah okay (laughs) so on the board lots of in in addition to the lobster tails and the cooked lamb t-bones we have some fresh peaches we have goat cheese we have cheddar cheese we have some Dots pretzel flavored chicharrones. And then pork from rinds. Pork rinds. Well, they're chicharrones. <laughs> it said yeah. chicharrones on the bag. So. Yeah. And then from our wonderful local shop here in town, Hillcrest Area Meats now is what they're called. We have some house made Toulouse sausage, mm-hmm. some house made Bersola, mm. and house made the duck ham. So the duck, the duck has shown back up. Oh, for our mm-hmm. for our celebration episode. So, well, let's, we're going to go ahead and start with mine. All right. Well, cheers. Well, cheers, Dad. To a, to a year. Wow, that's really good. So this episode, we're gonna we'll be doing our tasting thing and talking about our wines and everything. But we're also going to go over some kind of recap of the year. We'll talk about we're gonna talk about guests that we've had. We're going to talk about shows that we've been on. Some of our favorites. Some mistakes and missteps that we have made along the way. And just kind of tell stories of of recapping the year. Maybe the good, bad, and the ugly. Yep. So are we going to go over the blind from last week? No, I don't think we'll do the blind this week, and we won't even blind one. Okay. Because we're going to do wine next week. We're going to do summer, summer whites. Okay. As we talked about, but we put it off because we had Susie on. That's right. That's when we did carbonic maceration. And that's when, when we do the whites, we'll talk about the blind from liquor, and then I'll blind you on a, I'll blind you on a wine. All right, so it's going to be just a, so just a kind of a hangout. So this is just a celebration. 
we're not we're not stressing out over blinds and talking about blinds and worrying about it. All this right, is just free food, <laughs> champagne. Well, I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about my champagne. So feel free to go ahead and start tasting, Dad. Is there a recommended anything? Um, I mean, there's so much to choose from. I think pretty much everything that I picked is going to go well with mm-hmm. um, this mm-hmm. champagne. All right, here we go. So go ahead and dive into it. So this champagne, um, like I said, and we've talked about champagne before. Champagne mm-hmm. is normally non-vintage, mm-hmm. but in very good years, they will they'll do what's called declaring a vintage. So they'll say that, okay, this year was great, and so we're going to hold all. We're going to make champagne this year that is just from this year's juices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... said 2006. So, the, yes, this is from 2006. Now, there is another kind of special level to this, and it's what's called Special Club. Okay. So, there are a group of vignerons from France, so or from Champagne. Back in 1971, there was 12 growers that mm-hmm. started a the Club de Viticulture Champenoise. Which it trans- huh? translated to English is the is the Bonjour. vintners <laughs> is basically the vintners club of champagne, so or a club of vintners from champagne. I have to interrupt, Josh. This is such a beautiful champagne. Oh yeah, it's a it's a yellow color, and on the nose, I get butter. Oh yeah, I get some real creamy butter. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, so what they did is they 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 started this to promote the terroir and the estate bottled champagne. So, or you know, as we as we've talked about before, grower champagne versus the big house champagne. In 1991, they changed. They kind of they've added to it. Now they have added up to 20, 29 growers: Pierre Guillemot, Gascon Chiquet. Uh, Paula Barra are all part of the Champagne Club. Also, Hermie Du. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually had their 04 uh, special club, which was absolutely amazing. And what they do is they have this kind of club to focus on grower champagne. And when they call a vintage, they can also call a special club vintage. Okay. Now, you'll notice on the bottle that it's got a, an act- a, it's a very specific bottle. And you have to be part of the group, and they all have to call the vintage to use this bottle. Okay. They call it a special club. This is just a wonderful champagne. It is seventy percent Pinot Noir and thirty percent Chardonnay. Uh, so this is from the town of I, which is just right outside Epernay. Um, and it's Grand Cru, so it is. It's one of the top level vineyards mm. that this comes from. Okay. So or top level regions. Uh, little areas that it comes from. And it, like you said, it is absolutely delicious. It is. It has a very bready quality, like you said, that buttered toast, that brioche, but also a good bit of lemon. And it still has a bunch of acid on it. You're right. Those peaches are perfect. And they go so well. Mm, Yeah. With this champagne. Yeah, so this has been laid down for at least five years on its lease. Mm -hmm. So it didn't even start going... Out possibly out in the public until 2011. Okay. And so here we are in, in 21. So it's another 10, 10 years, years later. So we're looking at, you know. Or 15 if you count COVID. <laughs> <laughs> As the extra year, yeah. But, you know, this is this is all from the vintage 06. And, 
you know, this is a very, very delicious wine. Originally priced under $100. Got it for a little bit cheaper because I bought it on Wine Wednesday. So, yeah. you know, vintage yeah. champagne for under $80. You know, I'll take that all day long. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and get into this Toulouse sausage because it's one of my favorites. So, I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about all the people that have been on this podcast. Okay. While you're eating along. We, of course, had, uh, you did a wine podcast, and it was with Joe and Jeff, Jeff Ford and Joe Santana, and that was podcast number 12. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's so long ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And even further back, you did a podcast with Maggie. Yep. Maggie was, I think, our first guest. Yes. One of the things I did, and I recommend this to our listeners, once we do a podcast, whether it's wine or beer or liquor, whatever it is, see if you can get the same drink, try to get the same basic foods, and then listen to the podcast and eat and drink yeah. with the podcast. Because that's what Joanne and I did with, with this one that Maggie was on, and it was so fun. We didn't get exactly the right food or we had the exact wine, yeah, but we didn't get exactly the same food. But still, it's it's a great way to do it, right? Well, you know that was kind of the whole antithesis of this idea, you know, for for this podcast was to give people who are stuck inside, who can't, who couldn't, couldn't really go anywhere, something we never realized when we started. Well, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, at that point, we knew we started in July last year so we knew COVID was happening we didn't know it was going to last forever right but yeah but giving new a way to have a tasting event while being at home and just to have fun and like you know I know there are a lot of people who are out there that just listen to us because they enjoy listening to us and then they'll they may try some new stuff but you know the whole the whole beginning of this idea was when we used to do tastings more mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. and then we couldn't do it and now mm-hmm. you know this is just a great way to help you do a tasting and kind of have it now you know it's funny you're talking about the the beginning ones because one of the things that i remember from the beginning from our beginning episodes was how much food we had <laughs> on our, as our pairings well this board is reminiscent of the beginning and I think we had four or five or even six each in the beginning. (laughs) And we paired it back to like maybe three. Right. And so it's like an appetizer, the meal, the entree, and then dessert. So we've enjoyed doing it that way. But you're right. When we first started, it's like, man, uh, pour me some more. We got lots of food left. And we would do large portions of each. And, you know, it's just... Yeah, I don't want to tell you how much I've gained over this dang podcast and COVID. Well, yeah. So what'd you just try? So I, oh man, that's really good. <laughs> I just tried the chicharron with the champagne. So mm-hmm. for those of you who may have never had a Dots pretzel, first of all, you need to find Dots pretzels because they are very delicious. It's a company out of North Dakota that makes these pretzels with like crack dust on it. It's it's kind of spicy, it's kind of sweet, it's kind of salty. 
and they just go really well. And to yesterday, when I was walking through the grocery store, I saw these chicharrones or pork rind mm-hmm. that are flavored with the dot flavor. And I was like, oh man, that's going to go well with the champagne. Now ex- explain to our foreign listeners what a pork rind is. Well, they may have known them as chicharrones. They may. So they are dried and fried. Well, cooked, fried, cooked, dried, fried pork skin. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it, like, are you kidding me? I what that poor little pig do to me? Well, the the poor little pig was raised to be delicious to food. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> rather than that skin going to waste and being just as byproduct, they they've made it, and it's like a crunchy chip. It's really good. And it's got some spice to it. Man, that's really good. And that spice and this champagne with that buttery and the spice goes so well. The spice, I was afraid, was going to overpower the champagne. Yeah. But it really doesn't. No. Champagne stands up to it with the sweetness of the champagne and that spice. And they're just kind of right at each other. and Nobody's taking over. They're just, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a contrast pairing, right? It is, mm-hmm. and you know the the saltiness, the sweet, the heat, all go well with champagne because champagne has that kind of acidity, that's the very fruity kind of flavors. Now that'll really hold up to a lot of food. I love the Toulouse sausage with it too. The Toulouse sausage is great. It's a mild white wine and garlic and herby sausage that goes really, really well with this. So. But so, what were some of who were some of the other guests that we had? Because we've had well, quite a few. Your friend Jordan, she's been on two episodes, number thirteen and number forty-three. Yeah, I dropped so, my, I dropped my beer in a barrel. Yes. We did barrel-aged beer and and the cocktail tool. Yes, which she saved my behind on that one. What? Well, so <laughs> oh, so with that oh, one, yeah, we got a blooper going. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't get it. I couldn't find somebody to come on and be a guest. Mm-hmm. And somebody who I had lined up kind of fell through, flaked out, and I just couldn't find somebody. And you were out of town. I think you guys might have been up in St. Louis or somewhere out with driving the Tesla around. And I was like, oh man, what can I do as a cocktail episode without a guest? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'll just do it on Tools with Cocktails. And I was talking to Jordan about it, and she's like, do you just want me to come hang out? I was like, yes, please. Can you, you mind just sit there? You don't have to say anything about the cocktails. I'll make them all. You just are there to drink and basically be there so I don't talk to the wall. <laughs> and it was a really fun episode. And she she didn't just hang out and not speak. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. She talked about the different cocktails you were making. She entered into the conversation very well. She knows the tools probably almost as well as you do. Oh, yeah. She she definitely knows them very well and can make some great cocktails. But it was just nice to have somebody there because when I originally, before she said she would be able to be on and she agreed to it, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself well, and that's what we're put doing. it out into the abyss. But, no, we're talking to each other. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're not just talking to. And we're hoping somebody's listening. <laughs> well, we know. We definitely know that there are some people out there listening. And also on the podcast was Joanne. Yep, my mom. She's been on twice. She was on the family cocktail episode. She, Marie, you, and I. 
And that was Thanksgiving Day, if I remember right. It was when we recorded it, yeah. Yeah, that's when we recorded it. And uh, Maurice has been on several times. And I'll talk about the, the total here in just a minute. But we've also had Seth Barlow on That's Number 44, where you and he just hung out and talked talk some pretty good wine geeking. Oh, yeah. Well, we had good food, too, and then... And he brought some really good food. Sound, you know, I wasn't there. Again, I went somewhere. But listening to that episode, and then he he blinded you, and he swears he's going to make you drink white wines. No, not, no, it's not just white wine with him. It's Chardonnay. Oh, that's right. Seth is, whenever we decide to do a Chardonnay podcast, Seth is going to be on it because we need somebody that likes Chardonnay. <laughs> I don't. Okay, we'll do one. We've got to do one. And then, of course, most recently was uh, Susie Long, who is the director of wine at two different restaurants. And then we snuck in Captain Porter Brown Stout, mm-hmm. number 48. From the Beer Avengers podcast. From the Beer Avengers. And, you know, he's he's extremely knowledgeable about beer. He leans toward, as his name refers to the brown stout or porters. What did we do that week? We did imperial stouts. Mm -hmm. So that was right down his alley. Oh, yeah. So I tried the pork rinds. I've tried tried the sausage. Mm -hmm. And that sausage goes about like with the pork rinds, with the champagne, because it's got a little spice to it. I'm not sure what spice is in there. Do you know? Well, it's it's a lot of there's a lot of herbs in it. Mm. If it's spicy, mm-hmm. it may just be hangover from the from the cheat runs. Oh, because there's not really any heat spice in them. We're just barely into the podcast, and he says I got a hangover. Well, I mean, you are drinking pretty quickly. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's great champagne. You know that. You know, I've had I've had pretty much everything on the board except for the two things that you brought in because I'm saving those for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this champagne just holds up to everything. The smokiness of the duck and the the gaminess of the duck and the fattiness goes really well with the champagne. Kind of brightens it up a little bit. This beer sola, which is one of my favorite security Charcuterie? Charcuterie. Not charcuterie. Not shakiri. Charcuterie items is just a I think it's one of the best underrated pairings with champagne. Okay. Because it's Lightly beefy. So, for those of you that may not know, Beersola is a salted, air-dried beef tenderloin. Mm-hmm. And so, you get a light little bit of beefiness. You get a good bit of salt and that lovely umami from being cured. Mm-hmm. It just goes, I think it just goes so well with the champagne. So, back to uh, sort of statistics. And I, Dad's I'm the not stat trying man. To, I'm trying, what? I said, Dad's the stat man. Well, I'm not trying to just bore everybody with stats, but I'm trying to relate everyone that's listening all the different episodes we've had and who's been on to maybe spurt, spark, excuse me, spark, <laughs> to spark their interest so they'll go back and if they've listened to it before, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Or if they're, you know, a first, second, third time listener that they haven't heard these, that they'll go and listen to them. As far as you and I, we both 
were on a cocktail episode with the Straight Cut. Mm-hmm. And those guys have done, oh, I don't know what they're up to. They're probably up to about 100. Oh, they're way over that, I think. Okay. Because they were going for about a year or so before we started. That's right. So, yeah, they don't have to be at least that. And what we did that night is we did cocktails and we did cigars. Right. And that was really a fun episode. It was. It was lots of fun. I think it's our episode, what, 16? It's our episode 16, which really, we, we don't just... have the episode, but our episode 16 is pointing to them. Yeah, I think it's there. Go listen to that. It's their episode, go. like, 70-something. That's right. But it was lots of fun to go over there and hang out with Aaron over at the Straight Cut. Unfortunately, Mark was not there. Yeah, and just to have some cocktails. You know, we did, we did some really good cocktails um, for that one. We did the, I did the rum Negroni, and you did your blood and sand. That's right. And the, and just, you know, with the Julius Caesar, and those guys over there are doing such great stuff. They've, they've very much widened their reach. I know we have a couple... At least we have some listeners from being on their podcast, so it was very, mm-hmm. it was very nice of them to have us on, especially when we were just kind of getting started. Right, sixteen, boy, that's a long time ago. Oh yeah, it was about you know, forty-four episodes ago. Right. I guess I'm drinking too fast because I'm about to run out. But <laughs> I'm gonna save some for Joanne. And you know, Jordan's gonna come over and celebrate too, so we gotta make sure we save some for both of them. Oh man, so. <laughs> That is so good. Josh, could we just have an accident and say, oh, we drank it all? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> okay. I don't think we can. We could drink all of yours, but yeah. so we can run to the liquor store and go buy more of yours. But uh, that was the last bottle of mine that I saw in the store. Oh, it was? Yeah, the, at Colonial where I bought it. Oh, I don't know. Okay. It may be around town and it's it's available. Now, the same vintage may not be available, but, but you may be able to find other vintages. I sort of looked around for some Dom. That would have been good. Huh? It's it's around. Yeah. Now, but see, here's the thing. So I've had a couple of bottles of Dom over the last year and a half. The Doms that are out right now are way, way, way too young. Dom Perignon and some of these other vintages are really, really meant. They're made to be drank 15, 20 years down the road. Oh my goodness. Like they just, the way that the way they create them and the way they're developed mm-hmm. in the the high level of quality of fruit that is there can sit for so long. Because Jordan and I opened a 2009 Dom at New Year's. And it was... This past New Year's. This past New Year's, yeah. It was bright. It was very, very acidic still. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it tasted delicious. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that it, it still needed to be sitting down for a while. Okay. So older vintages of Dom may be harder to find, you know, which is one of, it's just, you know, a tête de cuvée, you know, mm-hmm. which is what top level champagne. Yeah. Well, the person that gets the record for being on our podcast the most is Marie. Yep. She's on three times. She brought some Fairmont Brewery beers for us to taste. That was one episode. We had black, I can't remember them all. I, I was, Doing Black is Beautiful, and one of them was Fresh. Well, they're Fresh Hop. And I forget the third one. It was, the fest, it was their Fest beer. That's right. So that was a real fun episode. And then, of course, she was on the family episode with the cocktails. Yep. And let's see. She did a Mai Tai, yep. which was a killer Mai Tai, because mm-hmm. she used the 
plantation rum that's like 60 the plant the plantation overproof yeah 60 something percent overproof yep and during that discussion it's like marie give us the you know give us the recipe well it's a jigger up toward two ounces well marie what is it well okay let's call it two (laughs) (laughs) and it was two ounces of overproof yeah and then her her third episode with us it was the bootlegging history of whiskeys, and it was about women bootleggers, which was a really great episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Yeah, that was uh, Liberty Di- Liberty Distilling. Yeah, if you're lucky, you can go online and get the Liberty uh, shipped to you. Right. And if you're not lucky like we are, maybe uh, somebody that we know might could get some for us and bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or uh, next, say time, that out loud? next time you're out of state, go into a liquor store and see if you can find it. Exactly. When you're traveling. So, um, speaking of that, that was one. That was probably one of my favorite, favorite liquor episodes that we did. That rye whiskey. It, I still think about that rye whiskey. Yeah. That we did. That was so good. The, and the stories behind, the stories behind each of the bottles and why they were doing it was just so cool. I think that's probably, if I'm thinking back to some of my favorite episodes that we've done, I think that lit, for me, that, that one, that one was probably one of my favorites. Now, I would have to agree with you because, well, we didn't do any food. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we was, made sure to eat heavy before, it was but we straight, didn't do any food. It was straight whiskeys. Which, which story- you can kind of tell by the time we get. You know, well, toward the end of the second whiskey, yeah, and definitely you know, into the listeners third one. Go back and listen to that one, and maybe you'll you'll see a little slurring, not see here a little <laughs> slurring. And the stories are just fantastic. Yeah, and I think they're going to come out with some other. Well, I'm you know, sure. Gotta stay tuned. Liberty Liberty whiskeys. Yeah, out of Texas. Right? Liberty Distilling. Yeah, but they don't always distill in Texas. Right. They'll yeah. distill kind of all over. One of them was in Colorado. The rye was in Tennessee. Mm. And then it was cut with the water. So, what else have you been tasting over there? Are you switching? I'm uh, starting to think about switching, but... Okay. The duck ham. Yep. Thanks for bringing duck on the plate. (laughs) Duck ham goes very well with your champagne. Not sure exactly what it is about it, other than the duck fat. Mm-hmm. With the champagne, the buttery, and and the you know the sweetness, like just goes so well together. Yeah. Every time you bring duck on the plate, I mean, we're just raving about it. Uh, I mean, it's so. <laughs> speaking of stats and stuff, you know, we kind of joked about it on our last episode, but here we go: goat cheese again. Mm-hmm. We've got goat mm-hmm. cheese on the plate. I think goat cheese and duck. Oh, I haven't are, even tried that yet, John. I think goat cheese and duck are probably the two, the two most featured foods on our show. Wouldn't you, you say? You know, I didn't look that stat up. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of hard to go. You can just go back through the Instagram and see. But I, mm-hmm. I have just have this feeling that you know, there's duck, there's duck and goat cheese, duck or goat cheese or both, and in a and lot we, of our episodes. And if we don't have duck. Josh is talking about duck. I would talk about duck and say it would be good. He's going, well, I looked for duck and I couldn't find any. 
Yeah. I found some duck, and I was thinking about, you know, just buying a little bit. No, I bought the whole duck. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only way you can find it right. for us. This is, I mean, this is a fantastic chamber. So what, so were you saying that that uh, whiskey episode with Marie, that was your favorite, was that your favorite liquor episode? Well, it's up there. And I think it's, whether it's number one or not, I'm not sure. But a close second, if it's a close second, we did one called Smoke in the Glass. <laughs> yep. We did. That was number 11. Mm-hmm. And you did Mescal, and I did LaForge. And we had smoke in two different. Two very they were different. two different, very, very different smokes. Yeah. You know, and both of them, you poured in the glass. Both both the Mescal and the LaForge, you poured in the glass, and it does not look smoky. It has no color really whatsoever. Well, the Lafourns did. Lafourns had a little bit because it's it's barrel aged. Yeah, but the Mescal's not. No, that one we had was it was so, clear as water. You know, anybody that likes smoky whiskey, I was gonna say Scotch. Mescal's not a Scotch. Nope, it's not even it's a whiskey. Made, yeah, it's made in Mexico. From you remember what it's made from? Agave. That's right, agave. It's, 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 you know, it's very, very popular. It's a very, very popular liquor. And I think, you know, back really early, we did What's Up With The E. Twice. Well, twice, because, you know, you got to kind of get it straight. You know, you got whiskey. Well, actually, actually, when we did the Japanese whiskey, we were doing What's Up With E right there. Well. We, we just didn't call it that. And we also didn't have different E's. No. At that we point. We both had no E. There is. So a little, a little behind the scenes shop talk here for you guys. And some of you know this. It was so. there. We've had so many conversations when it comes to our liquor episodes. And I'm have to be like, Dad, we're not doing scotch again. We're not doing whiskey. I mean, what, our first three three liquor episodes were whiskey? I'd have to look. Had, and one, I, well, so we did What's Up With The E twice. Right. And then we did Smoke In The Glass. Okay. Was that the third, was that our third episode? Our third liquor episode? Uh, smoke In The Glass was number 11. Number 11. So that would have been the third third liquor episode and you had whiskey i had such ow. a <laughs> oh josh quit ow quit hitting me oh bang uh <laughs> but it was well no it's just you know it's a funny story from you know kind of behind the scenes is you know my dad loves whiskey and he's very very knowledgeable about it but i had to be like dad come on not everybody drinks it and i think you know i think it was good you know we did we did what we knew up front and then we kind of branched out afterwards and you know it I I know for me it's actually it's really expanded my liquor palette. Well, I think me too. And for the listeners' sake, we kind of zeroed into this wine, beer, liquor, wine, beer, liquor, cocktail, wine, beer, liquor, wine, beer, liquor, cocktail. Now, if you're out there and you got a better idea of what we ought to be doing. Send send us an email. Oh yeah, 
acquiredtastings at gmail.com mm-hmm. or just Instagram. You know, shoot us an Instagram. Tell us what you think. Yeah. And that's what this episode is all about is, you know, we're telling you what we think is our best episode and what we think we're... I haven't come up with a lot the worst yet. We'll get there. Well, I know what I know what the worst episode okay, is. Okay, and, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll we'll do that. But tell us what you think. Yeah, you know we love we love to kind of read the ratings or talk to people about what what's going on. You know, and I've had some of my friends reach out to me and go, "Man, I love listening to your podcast, but I can't do it after lunch." Right. Like, I can't do it when I'm hungry. I have can't to. can't do it before lunch. I can't do it before. I can't. Well, I can do it before lunch because I can just start eating early. But, you know, he's, they're like, oh, this makes me hungry. I can't. And then, but I love, we love having those kind of conversations. And, you know, well, you've got too many, you know, at the beginning, we did a lot of our, a lot of the mouth noises from tasting and all that things. And we realized that's not the best, you know, because somebody said, hey, you know, I'm not coming back because there's too much of that. And we listened again. And we're like, okay, yeah, there's, somebody, a, there's a lot of that. I wish somebody knew her and would say, go back. I mean, I know that Dave made a comment and says, come on back. Right. But she probably didn't see it. So we're, I think you want to switch over? Sure. So I have the. So tell us again what, what you got. The Moet and Shondon Nectar of the Gods. <laughs> the true name is Nectar Imperial Rosé. This is a beautiful wine. It's, it's a, a beautiful wine. It's it's that pink rose color. It's uh, about forty five to fifty five percent Pinot Noir. Well, that right there, it's got me. And then five to ten percent of Chardonnay. What are those percentages again? Forty five to fifty five Pinot Noir. And then only ten percent. So the rest is Pinot Noir. Five to ten is Chardonnay. So then, there's quite a bit of Pinot Meunier in it. Then that would be the, that would be the middle what's left over, right, about twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's a you know it it's a, to me and we had a podcast about Moet Chandon, Moet Moet and Chandon, was but it, I couldn't get this one. Well, it we, was it, a holiday episode. It was our champagne episode that was right, right around Christmas and New Year's, and I couldn't find. It. Yeah, but you had their, you did their. Rosé, just their imperial, imperial rosé, not their nectar imperial. Right. So this is a, like you said, this is a very very beautiful wine. It's a little sweeter. Um, it's it's so comparing these two would be like comparing an orange to a bitter orange. Like yes, they're in the same family, but they are different beasts altogether. They're made they're made in the same processes, but the end goal for the champagne is very very different right yours is non-vintage exactly so they're going for a particular house style exactly to be made the entire time and it's really good you know more about these numbers but it says it's dry it's 45 grams per liter of the sugar so what do they call it do they call it a brute no it can't be a brute at 45 Mm. Mm. so it would be a demi sec yes I don't see that on this page, but yeah, that's what it would have to be. Yeah, it'd have to be a demisec. So a half a half sweet is what demisec means. So and on this page it says contains sulfide. Well, <sighs> duh. 
It's a wine. It's a wine. It's a wine. Of course, it's going to contain sulfites. Unless you're looking at, you know, some really very, very, very natural wines. So it says intense fruitiness and mature red fruits. Strawberry. You get the strawberry? I do. Mm -hmm. Raspberry, pomegranate. You know, last week we had that um, summer fruit and mint salad, mm-hmm. fruit salad. That this would go really well with that because mm-hmm. it has a lot of those big, real, real big fruit, fruity flavors. And it says hints of mint. So on my plate, I have lamb chop, T-bone chop, and I have mint that has warmed up with the chop. So I'm hoping that will pair well. Okay. Before you go there, you got to try the chicharron. Oh. It's so good with this wine. Once again, you know, that's you know, that spicy, sweet, crunchy, porky kind of flavor. I mean, it's just like, come on. I have to agree. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> like it's, it's so, so good. So that pork rind. Goes so much better with my wine than it did with yours. Yeah, because it's sweeter. Because your wine's Cause sweeter. Wine, yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, by the way, we are kind of tasting today out of our versions of our celebratory glasses. Exactly. So I'm drinking mine out of a coupe. Um, you'll notice in the picture it looks kind of like a old school martini glass, and yeah. that was considered to be you know kind of the original champagne glass. You know it's Shows all the bubbles that you can still get your nose into it. I kind of, when I'm celebrating, this is the the glass that I drink out of. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then with dad's, he's we're drinking of it out of kind of a more of a Pinot Noir style glass. Exactly. Uh, it's got a beautiful etching on it. Where did, where did you guys get these? Do you remember? Were, um, these, were these granny pass downs? Or? No, no. Or I don't just... remember where they came from. I remember we broke a couple. Yeah. And I found on the internet and replaced them. Okay, yeah. But yeah, they're a beautiful glass. They've got etched, like, flower in in the side. Yeah. Beautiful glass. But it's still, with as you can tell, we, we both enjoy the, the wider style glasses. If you want a flute, drink out of a flute. We just, we have big faces and we have a hard time getting our nose in them. That's right. And so... Going back to this wine, it's it's beautiful. It's got an extra level of sweetness that I think goes really, it goes really really well with these chicharrones. Like, I just want to eat a bag of this and drink a bottle of this at the same well, time. Well, go get the bag, and I'll. <laughs> I probably will. So I had it in my notes and I lost it, but this this uh, Moet and Chandon. I want to go into great detail because we talked about this before. In the history of Moet and Chandon, there's a huge his- history between the two. But 34,000 hectares. Which is a lot. Yeah. What's the multiplier? It's like two and a half per, you know, to get up to acres. So that would make it like 80,000 acres, something like that. This is what we consider one of the big boys Yeah, of, of Champagne. This right. is not... A grower champagne. Right. They buy their grapes from other growers. They own their own land. Yes. But they also have contracts with other growers because they, I mean, they're, they're old. They're one of the oldest champagne houses 
that are still standing in Champagne. Right. Moe and the widow Clicquot, Clicquot Pulsardin, or Vuv Clicquot, you know, battled back in the 1800s and early 1900s about getting their Champagne to Russia right. the fastest. Yeah. You know, this Champagne has been around for, for a very, 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 very long time. It's a wonderful champagne. Yes, it is. You know, you talked about Dom earlier. Mm-hmm. Moet and Chandon's Tete de Cuvée, their very top champagne, is Dom Perignon. Yeah. So Dom Perignon is a Moet and Chandon product. It's not their only vintage champagne that they do. Moet and Chandon also does a grand vintage, grand vintage, um, which that's the one that has the handwritten exactly number on it. Yeah, and I think I've yeah, got it's a, age designated. Yeah, I've got an O four. No, yeah, I've got an O four and O six. I need to get an O nine, and then they're currently selling, at least in our market, the twelve. Oh, okay. But they're always laid down a lot longer. But this is you know this is fun, easy drinking, sweet. You know this is a it's a very easy style to get behind, and I just I think it's great. Now, talking about some of, you know, the wine episodes. So since you, I think this year, yeah, and this year I've been on every episode and you haven't because you and mom have traveled a bit. What's been your favorite episode to listen back on that you were not a part of? Well, I was a part of the one with Susie. Right. I I was not a part of the one, but it was last year with Maggie. But I was not part of the one with you and Seth. Seth is a, was really a, a hoot. Yeah. He's got a great sense of humor. And, of course, he writes for the Dim Gas. Mm-hmm. Democrat Gazette, for those that don't quite get that. And he had some great food. He had some great wine. You had great wine. You had great food. And then, on you know, the blind, you know, I was... I was kind of at the edge of my seat trying to figure out what it was, just listening. Right. And sometimes that's impossible. Well, yeah. But it's it's like that was a fun one to listen to and not have been involved with. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorites that I had a guest on. Because like you said, Seth is great. He's fun. He's a great conversationalist. He's got, you know, a great personality. But yeah, is well. I think you know we've talked about this before, but I think we need to add a little bit more of that having having a guest on because it was really fun. It's really fun to have extra guests on, whether it's me, you plus people, or one of us plus somebody else, because it just it 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 just lends a different perspective on it. Because you know I would no longer consider myself in the wine industry. I don't work. I haven't worked in in over a year. Do you know a lot about it? Uh, yeah, I'm knowledgeable, but I I don't work in the industry anymore. Right. It, but it's nice to get those people. But I think we can put that AT card on anybody's. Well, that's anybody's not, wine tasting, and they might give us a break. Well, yeah, but what I'm, but what I'm going to is a perspective of thought. Oh. Okay. You know, my my day to day is teaching. My day to day is education. Your day to day is retired. Your former day to day was. You know, engineering and those systems, systems processing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, I have some restaurant experience, 
but it's such a different market nowadays with COVID and all that. And, you know, I've never done buying or anything, but I think, you know, it's nice to have people on who I would consider more industry experts Mm -hmm. than either you or I, not that we don't know anything, but it's, it's nice to have those kind of people on. Well, Susie was really fun. Susie was great. You and you and I were both on with Susie. Susie, I hope you're listening, because I'm not going to talk bad about you. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> you missed the blind. Like uh, so <laughs> Susie, Susie and I both have issues blinding. Yeah, well, anyway, so do I. It's hard to blind. It really is. But we got kind of geeky on that one. But that's okay, because that's sometimes what happens and it's like i said on that episode it's like hang in there no yeah. i said i said it on the beer spritzer one it's like okay this is what we did last week hang in there right it's a little geeky it's a little chemical chemical engineering and yeah. talking about the carbonic right but sometimes you got to do that mm-hmm. well i mean it is you know, it's an art form and there's a lot of science that goes into distillation or brewing or creating an alcoholic beverage. And I think, especially when it comes to those type of topics, it would be very disingenuous if we didn't, if we didn't go there. Right. You know, if we didn't go there and we just said, well, this is, you know, bubble gummy, this is candy pop, mm-hmm. you know, and not really talk about why, you know, now it, it, as the educator, if, if I go geeky, I now have given somebody that knowledge so that when they go into a store and they, or they see, Oh, or somebody says, well, Oh, this is, you know, this goes through carbonic maceration. They now know, and they have that tool in their tool belt to say, okay, well that means it could be a little bit more fruity, fresh fruit, fruit forward, Mm -hmm. a little bit more candy flavored. And if I don't like that, I now know that. And I know not to buy that bottle. So I, I'm kind of, I'm just, you know, as the, as the educator, this is this is the part that like gets me excited. Yeah, is giving that knowledge out so that now you have it in your tool belt as a listener, even though you may have never tried it before, you can now have that extra knowledge and that gumption yeah. to say, "No, I don't think I'm going to like that because I know it's going to taste that way." Yeah. Well, you know, when I post these on my Facebook, I post our story. And I posted on my Facebook. And, of course, I've got a lot of high school friends. One of the high school friends. Friends he went to high school with. Not friends that are in high school. Well, or I'm not in high school either. So, anyway, we had our our 50th, (laughs) 2019. But, anyway, one of them, who's very vocal, says, ooh, that went way over my head talking about the carbonic and so next time i see her i could sit down and explain it to her i think she probably listens to the podcast but not real often Mm -hmm. whatever but it's like that's a way to make beer Mm -hmm. and that's the way beer was made back in the pharaoh days if they made not beer i said beer Uh, wine wine where did that beer word go Anyway, you're thinking about beer, right? As you usually do, but that's how they did it. Yeah, throw it all of that. They didn't know anything about yeast. No, nope. they didn't even know anything about carbonic. 
They didn't know how this worked. They didn't even they know what carbon knew, was. They just knew at the end of the day, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of tastes good, <laughs> yeah, the lobster. You may not. I don't know how. I'm gonna trust your judgment how, how on it today. How you're feeling today, but the lobster with, and I probably should have tried it with your wine because the buttery of your wine, yeah. and the butter that's on this lobster, I think would be lights out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean shellfish and or seafood and shellfish in general go well with champagne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the oceany, sweet kind of sweet meat thing. Which is kind of what makes my kind of aversion to it. So we're talking about the wine episode. Yeah. What would you say was your favorite wine episode? Oh, oh man. There's so many to choose from. Yeah. We did Oregon wines. We did Burgundies. We did Spanish wines. We did German wines. What would you say? You know, one of my favorite episodes. It's going to be hard to say like my favorite favorite. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite episodes was right at the beginning was the episode with Maggie being able to tell my story mm-hmm. and hearing her story. And some of the pairings we had were just lights out. They were in that one. They were. I also love any. What was the wine theme? I can't remember. It was pairings that set us into our wine journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So kind of our aha bottles mm-hmm. or our aha pairings. Mm hmm. And so I thought, you know, that was great. Um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoy, I really enjoy having the guests on. Not Mm -hmm. that I don't enjoy talking to you about this, but being able to hear some of the stories from my friends that I know in the industry, same, you know, hearing the stories from you. Everybody has a journey, but everybody's journey is slightly different. Yeah. Depending on where they live, what they taste, what they like, what they don't like. And for me, that's the that's the sticking point, you, you know, are the stories that we get to tell, or the you know the those connection piece, those connection points. But okay, so if we're going to actual wine episodes, um, I'm gonna think back. I really, really the Oregon episode was great. I really See, enjoyed the Oregon that's episode. On, that's on my list. Oregon, American, Burgundies. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Right. I mean, we're not France, but Oregon does really good with wine. They do. And actually, last night I had a sparkling wine that was from Oregon, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Actually, it was both from Oregon and Washington. Okay. But it was really good. It's from Sickle Blosher. You know, I also really enjoyed the Thanksgiving episode. That I- was a really good episode. If you haven't heard that, listeners... Go back. I don't remember the number. It's probably it's number twenties. No, uh, because we did the cocktail one. We were, after it. We I were, think yes. It, no. So it, I think the cocktail family cocktail one was on Thanksgiving we Day. Were, we recorded it on Thanksgiving Day. We recorded that one on Thanksgiving Day, but the wine one was probably the week before. So yeah, it might have been episode number ten. It's somewhere back that way. Ten, there's only 10 weeks between July and November. I don't know. It but anyway, it that, have been, it that, have been was that was early. a great episode yeah. because I think, let's see, what, I think so we, I did, so we did, I we think did, I did Nouveau. You did Nouveau Beaujolais. We had, we had three wines. We had a white, 
we had a we had the red and we had a sparkling. Okay. You know, we did the Gerhardtsmuner, mm-hmm. we did the Nouveau Beaujolais, and we did the Lucien Aubray. Right. Uh Rose. And I I mean, I love those wines just in general. So it was great. But I also love that I love that pairing because I love Thanksgiving. It's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And being able to share those pairings, which are some of my favorite pairings mm-hmm. in general, was something that I just, I, I really, really loved. What about for you? you said that the that's Oregon- a great food day. And that's a great wine day. And you're always bringing two or three bottles. <laughs> three or four bottles. Okay, whatever. I always, We're I all, always bring a bunch of, I always bring a bunch of wine to Thanksgiving. And I think I, we said this, but you and I are out there frying the turkey, and we're probably drinking a whole bottle of wine while we do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we actually so so speaking of that, we usually actually drink beer when we fry the turkey. We're usually drinking nighty night. Well, because nighty night, nighty nights out at that point, or we're drinking some. We usually drink beer when we fry turkeys and and smoke our cigars. Well, as far as what I wrote down, I wrote down the Oregon, yeah, Oregon Burgundies, the the Oregon episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those were all those were all really good episodes. Now, so far, what's been your favorite food pairing today? Today on our big today, board? we're doing that already. No, I'm just I'm just talking. What so far? Not not best on plate yet. Just so far, what have you really enjoyed? I think my lamb chop. My lamb chop with the mint paired very well with this wine. Yeah. The lobster close second. I mean, (laughs) I tried all your stuff. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with any of it. I mean, like you said, the pork rinds were fantastic. So was the sausage. Yeah. But yeah. So. What about you? The brisola is just bites out. The lamb, like you said, went really well with yours um i don't think it'd quite go well enough with mine but yeah every and you know everything on the plate everything on the plate's been really good so you know we talked about greats what are some things you wish that we could do over what are our errors this year well <laughs> well while you think i can definitely tell you, okay tell i me. can definitely tell one so okay. my least favorite episode and the one that I get the most grief over and I wish I could redo and probably will redo Whoa. this next year was the episode with Joe and Jeff. The wine travels oh, with the Joe and Jeff. Log? I mean, it was so bad. Like, it was so bad. You know, doing it in the bar mm-hmm. with the noise of the the fridge in the background and trying to cut people's voices out. Jeff sounded like he was a robot. You know, people laughing in the background. Yeah, it was kind of cool. You know, to have to be, you know, recording it while there's people there. But man, the sound quality of that one was terrible. And I feel so bad because I edited that one. And it's hard to edit. We've learned a lot about editing. We've learned a lot about editing, but we've also learned about just, you know, how to produce a better, Mm -hmm. how to produce a better episode to begin with. But I, I feel so bad about that because that was such a fun episode. It really was. I mean, we have some great stories. I looked way past. Way past the sound quality, because yeah. the stories are so good. Right. And what, you know, but it did, now, somebody told me that you stopped in the middle of the episode and said, Jeff, speak up. No, Joe, 
We had to tell Joe to speak up. Oh, really? Because Joe was actually on a handheld mic. Oh. And he was he was just, you know, kind of talking, just really kind of chill. Well, and Jeff was, you know, a little timid at the beginning too. And you know, that was my that was my first guess. You Those know were that. they were my first guess. So I had to learn to say like before and you know this, before we have any guests on, I always say, Don't worry about it. Just talk. Well, just act like we're having a conversation and you can tell the point, especially in that episode where they relax yeah, and they just started and yeah. we just started going. Now that was one of our longest episodes. It was, I mean, it was almost two hours long. Right. Cause you know, we have a lot of really good stories, but it was just one of those I had, well, I, I learned some- at that point, you know, a, we can't, re- we can't record a crush ever again unless we do it when it's closed and we unplug the fridge. But also, to pre-prepare them is to be like, relax. All we're doing is having a conversation. We're well, just talking about what we're eating and drinking. Well, it's it's like, nothing bigger than it's that. It's like Susie just a few weeks ago. It's like we kind of gave her that preface. And then right at the beginning of the episode, she basically completes my sentence about how good the goat cheese was. Oh, yeah. And so I made this snide remark about, oh, is she going to complete my sentence every time we do this and she she just jumped back and said you invited me here mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, that's wonderful i mean you the whole idea of having a podcast like this is you got to have the freedom to speak up and don't worry about it say yeah. what you want to say it's a conversation there is no script yeah you know and we've talked about having some Somebody, some people on the, on the podcast, and they go, "Oh, you got to tell me what you're going to ask me, and you got to tell me what the script is. You got to tell me this, and you got to tell me that." No, it don't work that way. Yeah, not for us because we're just here to you know kind of eat and drink and enjoy and you know talk about what we're what we're doing, and I think that's what I think is what a lot of people enjoy about it. I hope so. So, you have any bloopers? Just told you one. That was one. What about you? Well, on a, I don't have the number. We did a fest beer episode, and I made sauerkraut balls. <laughs> and I like sauerkraut. Oh my god, that was so but bad. But those were nasty. <laughs> so bad. And you know, what was it I made last week? Oh, the those, ricotta. The ricotta cheese, and it's like. We don't do this every day, and so we're getting recipes off the internet, and we're trusting what the internet says. And like last week, that ricotta cheese episode, I read the comments, and one of, you know, the most negative comment was, oh, this falls apart when I, when I fried it in the pan. That was so bready. There was this hardly any cheese. Yeah. Well, ricotta is bland. Right. And so, I think that ricotta cheese balls, we had them last night, Joanne and I did, and we had some dipping sauce, and that made a huge difference. But I didn't want the dipping sauce to contrast what we were tasting. So, that was a blooper. Right. What else? I have a second one. We did an episode called All Tied Up With Vodka. And I've had some people go, 
You shouldn't have told that story. Yeah. About the girl. That was, that was a pretty crazy story. The, the, <laughs> that the girl tied me up and, and we had those vodka daiquiris and I tried to get her to, to do the rum and she never would. But that's, that's okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's okay. I enjoyed that podcast. <laughs> yeah. You and I don't do vodka. I enjoyed that podcast surprisingly from the fun of it, the fun of the story. Yeah. And we were tasting vodka, and that's not something I drink. Yeah. Another one was, it's not really a blooper. I don't do gin. And I think in the episode I said why. But I don't do gin. And that's the one where we had Joanne, your mom, come in and do the blind tasting. Yep. And she nailed it. Yep, she did. She nailed that blind. So what do you think? About? About what's coming up next. Oh, you know, I think, I think, you know, we're, we're a year into this. I think we've, we've learned a lot. We have had a great, great time. As sometimes as, as stressful it can be to make sure that we, you know, we, we're getting a week, an episode a week out. Amongst everything else that we're doing, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that we decided to decided to do it. Yeah. Now, as a as for a blooper, besides that entire episode, mm-hmm. the sound quality of that entire episode, I think something that we learned, and especially that I have learned, the portion control. <laughs> you know, we talked about it at the beginning. You know, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of this. You know, episodes we were doing five, six, seven different pairings each. Right. And it was just, it was just too much. And learning how to pair it back and control, well, control what made it, it too much better. is we kept pouring our drink to match up with the portion. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, uh, there's more food here. Pour me some. Oh, there's more food here. Pour me, pour me some more. Oh, there's more food here. Oh, do me. Oh, the bottle's gone. <laughs> we gotta we gotta rein it in. We gotta rein it in because we're getting a little sloshy. Yeah, but I think I think it's been it's been a great time, and I look forward to continue to doing it. Me too. Not only too. not only just to share it with people, but I enjoy sitting here and talking with you. Yeah, and getting oh, and cool. getting to hear some of your stories and we, and getting those down. You know, kind of forever. Stories. Anything I'm else? Looking, I'm looking more at our notes. What was your most fun cocktail episode? We talked about the family one. Do you have one that might have oh, man. equaled that or could have equaled? Well, I told you the sto- I told you the story about the about the cocktail tools one. You know, I think that to me that was <laughs> that was a fun one because you know it was, it was frantic. I was frantic about it, and then it. To me, that would be like my most memorable one besides, mm-hmm. you know, the family one mm-hmm. was the cocktail tools. Well, and I think it's important to our listeners to know what cocktail tools they need. Oh, yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, we've helped them with their bar. And if we've helped them with their cocktail tools and we've helped them with some of the cocktails we've made, they kind of got the whole deal. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the that- foods, you know. Yeah. What about for you? Any kind of stick out in your mind as... Cocktail-wise? Yeah. 
That one was a good one. The tool. Mm-hmm. The family one was a great one. And I really enjoyed the one with Aaron at Straight Cut. Mm-hmm. That was lots of fun. I think, you know, we got another cocktail one coming up. And I guess next week we'll be doing summer wine, summer white wines. Yep. Well, you want to talk about kind of best on plate before we kind of finish up here? Okay. What was your best on plate for your your champagne? So for mine, it was the Bersola. The Bersola was was just so good with that beefiness and the spiciness and the it just and the saltiness just went so well with that wine that just had that extra earthy bready mm-hmm. or momminess. It was just fantastic. What about you? So I think so many choices. We had a really big charcuterie board, but I I think post pork rinds really went so well with yours. Mm-hmm. I really had not ever thought of doing that with champagne. I thought you would come in here with some popcorn. I forgot to make the popcorn today. But anyway, but without the popcorn, that was best on plate. Okay. What about for yours? What was your favorite pairing for the stuff that you had? I think, for, your, for your wine. Well, I'm going to do a sidebar. I think for yours, this... Lobster tail might have been best on plate, but it wasn't on your plate, so it doesn't count. Okay. But best on my plate, which was the two, was that lamb chop, that T-bone lamb. Mm -hmm. Because I did, and I'm happy I did the the mint, because the mint with my champagne went so well. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. It went really, really well. And I agree with you. For your pairings, that was that was fantastic. But the best thing on the board with your champagne were the chicharrones. You think so? I, d- I 100% I did try so. those, and those were good. I think that I was... I think I said they were better <laughs> with mine than yours. Right. So that, to me, that was... That was I can't believe that we was didn't fantastic say goat pairing. cheese. Well, I mean, goat, goat cheese is good. You know, but it's you know it's an acid on acid, which is fine. But we had mm-hmm. a we had a lot going on here. We had like likes. We had we mean we both basically picked contrasting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pairings that kind of go well with it. Yeah, it was uh, it was lots of lots of lots of good stuff this week. Yeah, and you know, for one year in, I think we we've, we've been doing, yeah we've been doing. Can you believe it? Uh, you know, it's hard it's hard to believe and. You know, one year in, and here's to many more. Rick called earlier, and I was telling her we were doing, we're doing a one year in, and she said, "Well, what are you drinking?" I said, "Oh, we're doing champagne." She says, "Really?" I said, "Well, Marie, what would you do?" She says, "You can do anything, exactly anything you want to (laughs) for one year for your celebration." But I, I really enjoyed doing the champagne. It was lots of fun. So. Here's to here's to one year down and right. into many more. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. All right, what are we doing next week, John? Well, next week, like you said, we are doing summer white wines. And what are you doing, Dad, as you're white? I'm doing the Echo Domani, Josh. What are you doing? So you're doing the Echo Domani Pinot Grigio. I am doing the Social Calorai Kimtal Gruner Veltliner from Austria. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a Grunewald Leaner from Austria, and you're gonna be doing the Echo Domani Pinot Grigio from Italy. You're not gonna do a Seth uh, Chardonnay. No, I'm not <laughs> doing it. I'm, I'm not doing a Chardonnay because uh, the Chardonnays I like to drink are kind of expensive, and I would rather not not have that as my summer white wine. All right. Well, once again, we thank you guys for being with us for this whole year. Because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be continuing to do this once again give us a follow on our social medias on instagram twitter and facebook subscribe follow like star however your podcast platform does it send Let's, us an email and tell us what you like for the whole year you yeah. know what your best episode was what our worst episode was so we can kind of learn what we could do better yeah and don't be afraid to tell us we did things wrong yeah. You know, we have a friend in Ireland, and we have the Captain Porter Brown style who said we pronounced the word wrong. And that's okay. We yep. want to learn. Exactly. So that, that email address is acquiredtastings at gmail.com. So once again, like you said, if you if you like what we're doing, feel free. We would love for you to give us some stars and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a follow. Reach out to us. Communicate. We, we love all that. We're Acquired Tastings on Instagram and Facebook. We are Acquired Tasting on Twitter. And I really, really want to say we appreciate you guys for tuning in to us week in, week out, following us, giving us likes. And, you know, this is about you guys. So we really appreciate you guys being there. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.